Welcome to the Overdrive Radio Podcast. I'm James Gillette. And in this episode, a few highlights from my recent conversation with FMCSA Administrator Ray Martinez, the agency's boss. Uh, I was able to speak with Mr. Martinez uh, about two weeks ago via phone, talking topics like hours of service, ELDs, autonomous trucks, and what Martinez hopes to accomplish in his time as FMCSA's administrator. The conversation is a follow-up to our talk that we had at the Mid-America Trucking Show in March when uh, Mr. Martinez had been on the job only a few weeks at that point. Here is uh, Administrator Martinez talking about what it was like taking over the agency just as the electronic logging device mandate was being implemented, as well as how he sees ELDs as potentially being a catalyst toward hours of service reforms, uh, as well as other potential reforms, such as addressing uh, the industry's problem with excessive detention time. When we last spoke, uh, you know, I was three weeks on the job and, uh, you know, ELDs were the front burner issue. And uh, I still look at it as, yeah, you know what, we're in full implementation now. Um, But clearly that was white hot when I first came in. Um, But we're in full, full implementation now. I take the long-term view here that we're still in a transitional phase with ELDs because uh, those folks that have waited for the last minute, that had never used them before, are still getting used to them, uh, you know, and and I, I know that that takes time. Also on the enforcement side, you know, that, that uh, we have to understand that most of that enforcement is done by state, on the state level, and that it takes a long time to, to filter down. Uh, so I think there's still some adjustments that need to be made. I'm also uh, cognizant that uh, there are some issues with some providers of uh, ELDs out there that, uh, you know, I think by and large, very good providers, that, uh, especially ones that have been in the industry for a long time. There are known quantities. Uh, and then there may be others that uh, are, are uh, either trying to grow uh, into their their roles or, uh, frankly, got into a business that they're not cut out for. Um, and uh, we're, we're seeing how that shakes out. Uh, but by and large, we're, um, I'm pleased the way uh, this is rolling out. And uh, we, are con- we continue to listen to drivers and carriers and try to work with them, try to be flexible where we can. Uh, and uh, so I, I see that as, you know, I'm not closing the door on the ELD issue. I think that that you know, it's still something that we're, we're working through to make sure that everybody uh, gets used to, used to using them over the, uh, you know, the coming year. Since Martinez and I spoke on August 7th, uh, a little bit of action on potential hours of service reforms has taken place with FMCSA filing a so-called pre-rule with the White House's Office of Management and Budget, looking to drum up uh, dialogue around hours of service from industry stakeholders like owner-operators and drivers, carriers. Overdrive Senior Editor Todd Dills here with a bit of an editor's note to this podcast. The quote-unquote pre-rule Gillette's just spoken of was formally announced with a media briefing just as we were getting this edition of Overdrive Radio ready to go to press. Similar to the issues Martinez uh, spoke to Gillette about uh, that he notes subsequently here, issues called out in that briefing included the desire of the agency to hear specifically about items on the old and long-evolving hours of service wish list we've compiled from years and years, from readers in years past, including potential reforms related to the 14-hour rule, more flexible sleeper splitting options, 
30 minute break and more. As a side note about that last item, occasionally referred to as a uh, as the uh, mandatory milk and cookie time by the more salty senses of humor among owner operators, I talked Tuesday morning with headquarters based Lieutenant Alan England of the Tennessee Highway Patrol a bit about the break and the raft of industry segment exemptions to it that, in his view and in the view of many in the enforcement in the enforcement community, uh, render it virtually meaningless and certainly overly complicated to enforce. Much less uh, comply with. That that one seems at least one item of hours of service low hanging fruit, as it were. Martinez and FMCSA announced with the advance notice of uh, notice of proposed rulemaking that a listening session will be being held at the Great American Trucking Show around hours of service at 3 p.m. this coming Friday, August 24th. If you'll be in Dallas at the event, keep it in mind. Here's Gillette, continuing with the original podcast. Uh, Martinez tipped his hat a little bit on that when we spoke. Uh, here he is talking about hours of service reforms, uh, flexibility, split sleeper specifically, as well as uh, the potential of rolling back the 30-minute break requirement. But it certainly has brought to light some of the issues that uh, that uh, the industry has with uh, hours of service, that is flexibility. That's what I keep hearing is, we need more flexibility, more flexibility. Nobody wants to work more hours and be out there. They understand fatigue better than anybody else. They understand it's a safety issue uh, for themselves and for anybody else on the road. But they need some flexibility in these hours of service. And I think uh, that's where we uh, uh, really have been able to try and put to paper some, um, some uh, of the key points that we've heard over the last couple of months. And that I'm talking about from talking to truck drivers, talking to the uh, big associations in this in this industry, talking to carriers, and uh, saying, "Okay, we get it." Now, uh, you know, I'm hoping that in the next few months we can move forward with some thoughts uh, about how you know that might make sense, and maybe not everybody's going to agree with uh, with uh, su- the suggestions because. Again, it's a very segmented community. So what's good for one area, it may not be good for others. But I think it's worth the conversation of revisiting um, hours, the hours of ser- existing hours of service and looking at providing greater flexibility um, that, uh, that also maintains safety. And uh, that's a fine line to walk, but I think that's, that's what we're here to do. One of the great examples I always get is, you know, that the 30-minute uh, rest break, and a lot of a lot of folks say that that's just an artificial uh, thing that's plopped down in there that creates problems for their scheduling as they try to get through their day and make progress on the road. So I think that that's one of the areas that across the board we've heard complaints about, and why wouldn't we look look at that? Uh, the other one is to revisit the issue of the split sleeper um, to say, you know, what kind of flexibility can be added there. As far as Martinez's goals for his time as head of the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, he pointed to two chief items. One, building a better relationship with the industry it regulates. And two, hoping to see crash and injury and fatality numbers moving in the right direction again. Here he is explaining. Uh, and uh, be able to say a year from now that you know uh, they that peop- that the industry has noted a difference in posture from this previous uh, you know uh, three years or five years uh, 
from this agency that we are more receptive to new ideas, that we listen better, that we're more cooperative with industry uh, in, in trying to work together to, uh, to make the roadway safer. Look, uh, you know, I, I do say this to, uh, to uh, the, the industry when I speak to them, uh, you know, the, the Congress did not make a mistake when they named this agency. It's not the Federal Motor Carrier Administration. It's the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. And <clears throat> so I would hope to see safety um, numbers moving in the right direction with regard to crashes, injuries, and fatalities involving uh, large trucks and buses, commercial motor vehicles go down. Um, I can tell you that, you know, as I said, over the decades, the trend line w was good. We, they went down. In the last few years, they have been on the rise. So I inherited that. Uh, our current, you know, view is that they, that continues in a, in the wrong direction. Now, you can say that that's because the economy is doing better. The, uh, there's more miles traveled. I don't have to tell people in this industry who are driving for a living every day uh, what, you know, the, the landscape out there is dangerous uh, because of bad driving behaviors, in large part by people driving passenger vehicles. They're doing everything but uh, paying attention to the road. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, in the certainly three years that I'm here, uh, hopefully longer, uh, that we will see a safe, a better integration of new technologies that will uh, help crash prevention. And, um, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think that's an important piece. There's a lot of great new technologies out there that are, uh, that are being um, uh, implemented and uh, in, in trucks now and in passenger vehicles now that's going to um, mitigate uh, certainly in the passenger side, uh, mitigate bad driving behaviors. Um, but, uh, and there's other stuff that's being tested. You know, everybody gets scared of, of automated vehicles because, look, I don't know if there's ever going to be a fully automated uh, commercial uh, motor vehicle on the road, you know, uh, in practical application. But I will tell you that that technology is being worked on right now. Uh, as we speak in the United States and around the world. So it's not, if the United States stopped working on it, uh, guess what? They're working on it in China, they're working on it in Germany, and in, all over Europe, uh, in Asia. Uh, so uh, we, can't, we can't be blind to this. That technology is coming. Uh, the good news is that it's, go it's going to be implemented, uh, and it is being implemented now. As they make progress, it can be implemented into new vehicles, every single day. And I believe that that's going to have a, uh, a great impact on safety. And more to that end, here's Martinez discussing further how he sees new technologies fitting into his goal of reducing truck and bus crash numbers. You know, that, that technology that, that, involve, that uh, uh, really specifically about crash prevention I'm really excited about um, is, is really... I think the future here is avoiding the crashes to begin with. And of course, we do have all the other mitigating safety technologies in passenger cars and in, and in trucks and buses that will, will help in the event of a crash. Uh, but whether it's automated braking um, or vehicle-to-vehicle -vehicle, um, uh, communication, I think that's the future. I think that's really, we want to make sure that the, the, 
uh, vehicles don't crash into each other and, and thereby uh, uh, avoid uh, uh, injuries and fatalities. That's the future. There you have it. For more from our interview with Ray Martinez, Administrator of the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, visit overdriveonline.com and find multiple write-ups there. Till next time, Overdrive Radio.